Hello, 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 my beloved brothers and sisters. Good morning to you. Of course, you know who it is. It's your brother, Pastor Chidi Jacob, and here this morning that we may share in our daily ongoing fellowship with the Word. Let us pray. Precious Heavenly Father, you are just too awesome. You are too marvelous. You are too glorious. You are much more than excellent. You are, of course, more than we can fit into words. But we thank you for your faithfulness, for what holds us is not our faithfulness, but your own faithfulness. What sustains our life is who you are and all that you have done. We thank you for your eternal love. Oh, we bless your name for the eternal security that we are secured in you. Jesus himself saying that no one is powerful enough to take us away from your hand. What a confidence we have in you. Thank you for your faithfulness. Thank you for your love. Thank you for watching over us. Thank you for sustaining us. Thank you that even in the midst of our errors, you've kept us and you brought us thus far. We give you all of the praise and above all, we are so grateful that you have taken us by your hand to lead us in this journey, bringing us back to the fullness of the consciousness we had with you even before the world began, to bring us back to the experience, the life that you have designed for us. And I pray this morning for my brothers and sisters that everyone listening, following, will get back to that original plan and design that you have for us. We will never fall short of it. Thank you, precious Father. We come this morning to answer the name that you have called us. You called us blessed. You called us sanctified. You called us righteous. You, you called us pure. You called us holy. And we come to answer our name this morning. Thank you, precious Father. May this echo in the depth of our soul, in the depth of our spirit, in the depth of our mind over and over until it brings us back to the tangible reality experience of all that you have done. We acknowledge this morning every good thing that you have done for us in Christ. Because of him, we are good. Because of Christ, we are perfect. Because of Christ, we are justified. Before, Because of Christ, we have been made perfectly holy and we have our right standing with you. Thank you, precious Father. You are so amazing. We give you all of the praise and the glory. And everyone who prayed with me this morning will say aloud, Amen and Amen and Amen. Beloved, I'm going to read the scripture for you this morning. But before I do that, let me go back to the analogy I used yesterday and add a little more to it. Sometimes it's good for us to have pictures in our head. It helps us to have some form of clarity, especially when we are moving away from thinking like man to think like God. Don't forget, every message you have been receiving is designed to bring you out of the waters of death out of the waters of poverty, out of the waters of sickness, out of the waters of confusion, to enjoy the reality of the life that God has given to us. That means living the way our daddy has always intended. Beloved, the more God opens my eyes, the more I can tell you of a truth. Certainly, all things are possible. There is no situation that cannot be changed. 
There is no reality that cannot be changed. There's no place you are now that you cannot change, that cannot be changed. And you know the beautiful thing? Our Father has made sure that that is already a reality. If you keep understanding, you will know that all I'm trying to do with this message by the grace of God is to take you like a charger, readjust you and plug you into the right source. You don't have to generate the source because the source just flows into you and through you. Praise God. So think about it. For many of us, life has been like climbing a tree. It's like we were born and then there's this tree called life standing in front of us and we were just told that we have to climb this tree. Unfortunately, number one, we didn't understand the dynamics of the tree very well. And those who tried to teach us how to climb the tree, they taught us based on what they know and how they have managed to do it. And so without an original idea, we simply copied the way that we were told. If we saw that everyone put their, their, their left uh, foot first, we try to do the same thing. If we saw that they use their hand first, we'll try to do the same thing. So all my life, all your life, it's like we've been trying to manage. And sometimes, you know, we climb up to some uh, branches and then we fell down. And we, we try to climb up again. Or some of you listening to me now, your life is like you are dangling in between. You don't know what to do. You are holding on to this branch and holding on to this branch. You don't know which one actually to hold. And you can see that when the wind comes, it tries to blow you off. So you are barely hanging up. Beloved, that is not the will of the Father. What God is doing for you and I is to bring us down and now by himself teach us first of all to understand this tree that we call life how it is designed to work and then tell us exactly move us from within us and tell us how perfectly we can climb and enjoy the fullness of this tree it's like we're trying to get some fruit and then some of those fruit are so far off there we don't know how to get there and some of them we get some, we lost some, and all that stuff. But if you follow what God is doing for you and I, is to bring us down, give us a clearer picture of the tree, and then tell us step by step how we can climb and enjoy all the beautiful fruits on it. The fruit of, you know, good relationship and, you know, perfect wholeness in our body, in our mind, in our spirit, that we are productive. Okay? God created us to be very productive, to be fruit-bearing machines. Amen. Praise God. Now, before I read this account, and I'm going to tell you why I'm reading this account this morning. Each time we begin to talk about what men don't know, sometimes it frightens them. And especially in this part of the world where it's almost like a taboo for somebody to accept that they were wrong or they didn't know something. It makes it very challenging. It causes friction sometimes uh, with people around you. So when you start to think higher than they have ever thought or when you go up than they have ever believed. Now, it may cause a friction because it's strange to them. 
So, for example, I, I preached a message about two Sundays ago where I called the gospel my gospel. I called it my gospel. I know it offended some people. So, I went to a Facebook page and, and I saw where somebody was saying, why is he calling it his gospel? Now, they have not realized that I am not separate from Christ. Who Christ is, is who I am. If the gospel is of Christ, then it's also of me. Now, so notice this, instead of the person paying attention to the content of the message, they get offended because I'm calling it my gospel. Let, let me tell you the one thing that you need to know. And this is something so beautiful that God has done. God has given you control of your mind. So don't let another person's ignorance dictate your own life. Don't let another person's unbelief form the foundation upon which you are living your life. Now, I know I'm saying this because in this part of the world, and, and it's just not in this part of the world, it's a human thing. Each time we try to rise above what men know, it frightens them. Each time we try to, because men would like to have control over you. Think about it. Think about it. Somebody is thinking that you are doing something wrong because suddenly you started to believe that God is only good. That there's no evil in God. Just notice that. You didn't believe that it's good to be a thief. You didn't believe that it's good to become a prostitute. You didn't believe it's good to live your life anyhow. No, 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 no. You simply believe that God is good all the time. There is no evil in God. And then it offends someone. What they are trying to do is to reduce you to their own level of revelation and understanding. Now, notice this. Now, but with a higher understanding, you also cannot be offended at them because they are victims of how they've been taught. Don't forget, I just told you, life is like climbing a tree. What they are telling you is what they have been taught. They too were taught. So, I no longer judge things on the basis of their right or their wrong. I just look at it as that's the reality they know. But we got to move to another reality. Now, I'm going to read this scripture to help buttress what I said. Now, John chapter 6, verse number 50. It's okay to talk like men talk. It's okay to believe what men have always believed. The moment you try to talk a little above them or believe a little above them is going to cause some friction. But you will be you will be doing something, you will be doing yourself a disservice to live your life by the ignorance or lack of faith of another man. When God has given you independent of independence of thought and of mind. And so, just notice the example I'm giving you, you now. What people are fighting and quarreling about is that we are saying that God is good. He gives life. He does not give sickness. And then that offends somebody. And somebody thinks that you're doing something wrong. Again. Now you have a higher understanding. Don't be offended. They're just ignorant, okay? So, and me, I'm also correcting myself. I'm no longer seeing it as good or bad, right or wrong. No, they are operating at a reality, at a possibility, and there are many more possibilities. Praise God. I don't know whether all this makes sense to you this morning, but I know why I'm saying this, so that your spirit is free to absorb. John chapter 6, verse number 50. Jesus said, but standing here before you is the true bread of life that comes out of heaven. And when you eat this bread, you will never die. I mean, this was stunned them. And don't forget, you and I are designed to speak just like Jesus speaks or just like he spoke when he was here physically. 
He said, hey, look, I am the bread of life. Don't forget the story. They went looking for Jesus to get more bread and more fish to eat. Jesus said, hey, why are you wasting your life? I am meat standing before you here. I am the bread of life. Verse 51, he says, I alone, I am this living bread. I alone, I am this living bread that has come to you from heaven. Eat this bread and you will live forever. Think about that. The concept of them living forever was like, come, come on, this guy is crazy. What is he talking about? You know, our fathers died. Our patriarchs died. How can this man come and be talking about eating him as a bread and living forever? It bamboozled them. It confused their mind. Just like if I stand today and say to somebody, I am my father, we are one. If you have seen me, you have seen your father. You have, you have seen my father. It will offend some people. They would rather have me say, you know, you know, I, I, I may God forbid, I, I, I'm a sinner, you know, I, I'm just, my, that's what they would prefer me to say because that's what they are comfortable with. And if I rise up and say, I will never be poor, they will say, well, is he boasting? Why do I have to boast for you? If I say, I will never be poor, they will say, why, why is he boasting? They are comfortable for you to say, you know, this life, eh, it just gets us a bit. Hey, this life, eh, you know, balance at all. And by the way, choose what you say. Stop saying things just because it's popular. There are things that you should never say. There are things that should never come out of your mouth. Don't forget, they can say it based on where they are, but there are things that you should never say. So, now, when Jesus began to say these things, don't forget, now, I'm going to show you what happens because even the disciples of Jesus, this truth startled them. Watch this. Jesus says, the living bread I give you is my body, which I will offer as a sacrifice so that all may live. Don't forget what Jesus is talking about here is not cutting up his flesh as bread, put butter and give them to eat. But that's what they were thinking about. Why? Because they were flesh men. Verse 52 says, These words of Jesus packed an angry outburst among the Jews. Listen, they protested saying, Does this man expect us to eat his body? Don't forget, they were natural men. They could never understand. And that is why today there are many who won't understand what you're saying. There are so many who won't understand what you believe. But don't forget, you are not responsible for them. You are responsible for yourself. All we can do is love and allow God to save those who will open up their heart to save. What we can do is to love and push the truth to them in love in our heart, not anger, not bitterness. There's no place for that. Don't forget, we have to stop judging people. I'm training myself to do that, trusting God, to stop judging between right or wrong, bad or evil. No, every man will operate according to the knowledge that he has been exposed to. The only thing is that God is lifting you and I above that knowledge. Praise God. Now listen to this, verse 53, Jesus replied to them, listen to this eternal truth. He says it again, Unless you eat the body of the Son of Man and drink his blood, you will not have eternal life. I think Jesus really, really wanted to push this to offend them more, right? Because the more angry they got about what he was saying, he even said it like, like it's like he said it or rubbed it more to their face. Listen to what he says, verse 54, eternal life comes to the one who eats my body and drinks my blood and I will raise him up in the last day. 55, for my body is real food for your spirit. Listen to this carefully because I'm going to tie this together now. For my body is real food for your spirit and my blood is real drink. 
the one who drinks my body, the one who eats my body and drinks my blood lives in me and I in him. That means we have become intertwined as one. The father of life sent me and he is my life. In the same way, the one who feeds upon me, I will become his life. Don't notice what Jesus is saying. Food, eat, drink, feed, life. Okay. 58. I am not like the bread your ancestors ate and died. I am the living bread that comes from heaven. Eat this bread and you will live forever. Praise God. Praise God. Amen and amen. I want to show you I think I have the reaction here. Okay, I stopped the scripture here. If you go and read further, you find out that even the disciples of Jesus were outraged and this, and many stopped following him. Listen to me why I've said this to you this morning. Where did Jesus say the source of life comes from? Remember I told you life is like we've been climbing a tree, right? But where did Jesus tell us now that the source of life comes from? From his body and his blood. What does that mean? Number one, that talks about the sacrifice that he has already made. Because of that sacrifice, life has been made available to you and I. We are no longer supposed to live like dead men because we have been raised to life. We were dead before in our thoughts, in our imaginations, in our actions. But right now, that sacrifice has risen. Now, if we receive what he has done as ours, that means we have eaten his body and his blood. Don't forget body and blood. When body, when blood is separated from body, death occurs. And this thing Jesus is talking about here was that he was going to sacrifice his body on the cross of Calvary. And based on that, new life, eternal life, forever life is given to you and I. Now, when you have this foundation at the back of your mind, you now start to look at the tree of life differently because what you see inside of it is life. There's a lot that has already gone beyond that already that in fact you have already passed a lot of things in Christ. Don't forget, he died, he took away my sin, my sorrow, my pain, my poverty, all, all of that stuff. He has taken it away. Now I have to see in the reality of Christ the kind of life that I have. Again, ladies and gentlemen, brothers and sisters, I bring you back to the same place to help you to see your life in the reality of life. Again, to now see your life in the reality of life. It's difficult to walk into a reality that you have not seen. So now, as you are standing looking at the tree of life, you have a perfect picture. And this picture comes because of what Christ has already done for you. For example, we are not asking him to save us. We are not asking him to bless us because now we are blessed. So we live our life in the victory of blessed people. I am not praying and begging God, oh, Father, please come and bless me. No, that is for those who are outside of Christ. I don't know how somebody can be in Christ and that man is not blessed. Now, listen to me carefully. When you start to say what I said now, it will offend religious people because religion is all about coming together, staying in one place, shouting, crying, begging God, hoping that when we fast well, when we pray well, when we give well, when we serve well, when we put, when we risk our life, put our life in danger, and then God will be happy. No, that's what Muslims believe. They believe if you go and shout Allah Koba and kill many people, God will reward you with more reward in heaven. It's not different from what uh, uh, church people believe. Beloved, this message is designed to bring you out of religion because the reality of God exists outside of religion. 
Understand what I'm telling you. Jesus, don't forget, all these religions were here. There were a lot of religions that were here before Jesus came. He didn't come to give you another religion. He came to bring that God that man has been looking for. He brought him down that we may become one as him. How did he do it? His death on the cross has opened the way for us to taste and experience the reality of life. That Zoe creative life of God is what you have now. I don't pray for it. I don't pray to have it. I only pray to help me see and understand where I am. Praise God. Amen and amen. I have said a lot of things this morning, but the key thing I'm telling you, your mind is yours. Don't let another person's ignorance rule your reality. Don't let another person who has refused to accept the truth dictate your choice. What you say now may offend them. The way you live now may offend them. But that's fine. Don't forget, we are accountable to the one who has made us. If somebody is getting offended because you are believing that God is only good, don't quarrel. Don't fight. Don't forget. They are reading God from the knowledge of good and evil. You are reading God from the knowledge of Christ. And in the knowledge of Christ, God is good, perfect. There's no shadow of evil in him. That is the God that we see in Christ. And don't forget, it's only in Christ that we can look and see who God is. Praise God. Amen and amen. Again, don't forget, everything I have said so far is to help you look at life and see it now from the eyes of Christ. See who you are, how blessed you are, how anointed you are, how prosperous you are, how successful you are, how good that God has made you. And the more you see into that realm of the spirit, the more you walk in the reality of it. And if you can hear me this morning and you can understand the words I'm speaking, you can do this. Listen, let me tell you why they are fighting. What I'm showing you is what you had to be a monk living in some monastery for years and years and years before you discover these realities. So some people look like mystic. No, God is bringing it down. That in my everyday life, I can live the same life. I can still be with my family, enjoy my family, enjoy my home while living a complete supernatural life. And men don't like stuff like that. They want to keep it a secret so that you worship them and not worship God. But that's not our reality. We are created by our Father to worship Him and Him alone. Praise God. All right. Let me stop here and then I'll come back to you again tomorrow by the grace of God. Please remember to share as much as you can. Now we are partners. We are brothers and sisters walking in the vineyard of our Father, bringing the knowledge of life to this generation. Please don't forget to share. Do whatever you can to share. And always keep me in my prayers as I keep you in mind. That we grow together in love. That we form a community that love each other. That is committed to helping one another grow into the fullness of all that God has done for us. This morning, you have been served. Shalom.